Welcome to the Spiritual Geek Out Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Hudock, where we have fun talking about the phenomenal and the fascinating. From angels to energy healing, from mystical places to mystical teachings, this is a place where we nerd out on the science of the soul. Priya Sher is a feng shui expert. For over 20 years, she has worked with hundreds of clients across the world, enhancing their lives by aligning their space to suit its fullest potential. Everything from large luxury developments, mansions, and even opulent yachts to small, humble studio apartments. She has trained extensively and rigorously with one of the world's most skilled masters of feng shui, Grandmaster Chan Kun Wa. And she is here all the way across the pond in London to share the potency of what feng shui can do for your life, in your home, for your relationships, your health, wealth, and overall life abundance. Priya, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's so great to meet you finally. I've heard such amazing things about you from our beloved mutual client. And I can't wait to just learn about feng shui and everything that you do that just can take our lives to the next level. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here talking to you. So Priya, let's start with what got you into feng shui? I'm always curious what that person's path is, your life journey, what instigated that path for you? Can you talk about that? Yeah, I can. So my father was a property developer. So we used to move around a lot. And I just got really interested in the energy of spaces because every house we'd move to, because we'd move, move around so much, it was just so totally different, you know, things, uh, and the way my mom and dad would say it, they would say, oh, this house is really lucky for us. This house is not so lucky for us. And that's the way they'd sort of talk about it. And I just got so interested in um, how things were so different for us in different houses. And then one of the places we moved into, my sister got very unwell and you know, like we took her to so many doctors, nobody could really understand what was wrong with her. But she got to a stage where she just could not get out of bed. She was, you know, that bad. And then one of my aunties, she mentioned feng shui. And I'd never heard of it. We were really quite young at that time and never really heard of what feng shui was. And she started talking about it and saying, maybe it's the energy of this house that it's actually having the effect on her. Anyway, it was at the point where we were basically moving out of that house and into another house. And then as soon as we moved into the other house, she was like, absolutely okay. Mm. And it was just so powerful that from literally being in her bed, she was out and about and just absolutely normal again. And I just got really interested and I thought, how can a space affect you so much? And then I just started reading up on it. And um, I mean, this is before the days of like internet and stuff like that. I just started reading up about like, you know, what feng shui is. And I just got really interested. But it was like, it was quite a journey I had to go through because I was doing my degree. I was like, um, I was doing my master's in human resource management. So something very totally different. But I just always like had it, um, you know, just I always had that, Thing that I really want to go into this much more and um, you know if if this happens to me in life that I get the right opportunity I'm going to kind of grab it for this yeah and then um, you know so I, I was working in management consulting after that so like I did quite a few sort of different jobs worked with um, so I did very different jobs because I worked for homeless people as well so I worked for a homeless magazine Um, again, like, you know, there was, I moved around quite a lot, you know, doing different things. And then I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. So at that time I was like um, working at um, a 
really big company in management consulting. And I just thought, I'm going to chuck it in. I'm going to really go for it full on. So I started studying it and met my master. And that was it. The rest was history because once I started studying it and I saw the power of it and how it could really change your life, Mm -hmm. I just thought, I just really want to do this professionally and um, really study it as much as possible. And that was like, that's going back to 2000 now. So I started it in about 2000. So it's what, 21 years later, and I'm actually still studying with my master. Mm. So the study has been absolutely nonstop. So ever since I started to now, I have just nonstop been studying with him. But obviously, at the same time, I've built up this whole feng shui career as well. You know, so um I'm just like, um, you know, doing jobs all over the world. And like, it's just, it just actually just exploded. It became so big. And, but the thing is, what I would say is, what people don't understand about feng shui is that this is actually lifelong learning. You are actually learning and studying all the time because there's so many unique situations you come across. Right. And it's, it's not just about reading the energy of properties it's about reading the energy of people as well mm. and it's about um, aligning the property to the person that lives in it mm-hmm. so it's about matching the two because that's when the real sort of magic happens when mm. you align using the person's energy which is looking at their astrology and then matching it with the property you can really make the property work for the people. And if you can make the property work for the people, then that is their earth luck. So feng shui is um, what we call earth luck. Um, Astrology is what we call heaven luck. And then you have human luck. So human luck is your, your education, your own motivation, your inspirations, you know, how the, the people you you meet, the people that you mix with, you know, your, your own energy and what you want to do to make you to take your life forward. So that's your human luck. When we actually optimize the earth luck, which is the feng shui, then already we've like um, we, we've got like 66 percent of it already done and then the the other 33 and a third percent is your astrology so I actually do that as well look at the person's astrology and use that to actually benefit them as well I mean there's only so much we can do with astrology because it's what you know the time you were born the time and space that you were born in and how that the planetary alignment at that time and how that impacts you yeah but using that you can actually um like optimize the property. So using the person's astrology, you can optimize the energy of the property. Hmm. So, and then that obviously benefits the person. Well, you did my astrology. I don't know if you know that with our mutual client and she just gifted me an astrology uh, reading from you. Um, And it was so astonishing because I've had many Vedic readings with my my Vedic astrologer, who's excellent as well, but you came up with such specific information and you found that I, I believe I'm a, I'm a um, triple water. And you asked her, I hope that she's, she's a doing her spiritual practice. Cause that keeps me like in my life on the planet alive and well, like without yeah. my, it's like, I often, I was just being interviewed yesterday and, and the woman was asking me how I got my start and what led me, just like I asked you. And I was saying, you know, I really believe in that saying where they say it, it chose you, you didn't choose it. Like yeah. I tried many years to go in different directions, but the spiritual work just kept coming back around and just hitting me in the face. Like I can't get away from it because really not only is it my path, but because it's my path, I need to do it. And that actually is the fuel that sustains me. And you pick that up that she needs to do her spiritual practice regularly and she needs water. And is she around Mm -hmm. water um, enough to really get the the sustainability, all the energy that the prana that you need. 
And you suggested that I wear a um, jade, um, jade, I think it was just, just jade, around my waistline. And uh, right. it must have been, uh, I can't remember which, it must have been an, a jade animal I must yes, have recommended yes. to it's make a, comb- it must have been making a combination with your birth chart. Yes. to um, give you the element that you actually needed to um to to optimize that yeah so, yeah I can't I can't remember exactly because our client didn't give me your name or anything like that ah. just just your she, she just gave me your um date of birth okay and that was it really yeah so yeah. um I'll, I'll have to find it, it I'll have to <laughs> and I you know I don't live I don't have a house on the water, but I live about 20 minutes away from the water. And if I don't go to the water every week, I don't feel so great. I need to be in your water. So yeah. I would never do well, not, I would think near an ocean. I, maybe I do okay by a lake, but there's something about the ocean that just. Uh, it is, feeds you. It nurtures you. Yeah. 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 And, and you need that, it's, especially when you want to think you know, mm. when you're like in the contemplative um, sort of mood, yeah. that's the perfect place for you to go to, to just think mm. and reflect. It's like it, that that will really feed your energy to do that. Ah, yes, I, I totally concur. Well, let's talk about your teacher. Is his name Master Chun? Grandmaster Chan Kun Wa. Yeah, Chan Kun Wa. What are some of the things, and I know it's a lot, you've been studying with him for two decades, but what are some standout teachings or insights or just wisdom moments that you um, really walk with that have informed your life and your work that have come directly through or from him? So one of the things that he like he told me is that I have to really sharpen my senses. So to do feng shui, your senses have to be at their peak. So every single sense of yours really has has to be at its peak. Because when you go to do a consultation, observation is key. So you're observing everything everything around you and it's like literally you have to sharpen your eyes you have to sharpen your smell you have to sharpen your sense of touch and also one of the most important ones is your gut you know like as soon as you walk in what do you feel how do you feel you Mm. know it's like um, that is something that's so so important so even before I take out the compass or I observe the form I will get an idea of what the property is like just by how I feel about the property and then obviously doing all the calculations after doing all the observation of the form of the property then you really get obviously the full picture but he is always saying keep your senses really sharp that is that is something that's so important and awareness just awareness of the here and now Like you cannot have anything else going on in your mind. Your mind has to literally be very empty of everything else when you go to do this work. So you have to be 100% focused on what you're doing. So when you're doing the consultation, that is all you're doing. Nothing else can interrupt you. I mean, I like when I'm actually at a consultation and I can be there for the full day, I just don't even feel hungry. Like even the thought of eating doesn't even come into my mind. It's because I'm so focused. I'm so focused on doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then literally as soon as I leave, I'm starving. But, um, you know, but it won't even hit me till that point right. that I'm actually hungry or anything. Obviously I'll eat before I go and be well fed and stuff like that. But this is what it is. You just have to be 100% because if you're not 100% on the job, you can't really do a good job. Mm. And, I th- and I think this is the key for so many people. So many people is how they sort of like fall or fail is they're not actually giving their 100% to what they're doing. Because when you're doing that, you're giving your full attention to it. You're giving your full respect to it. 
Mm. You know, and I think that's a really important thing, respecting what you're doing. Like, I feel like it's my job is an honor. It's an honor for me mm-hmm. to be doing what I'm doing, to be able to help people. That's like, it's a gift, you know, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just always so grateful. And that's another thing. Like he, my master would always say that you have to, you, you have to be grateful for what you're doing. You know, this is not, this is not your right or anything. This is something Uh, it's almost like a gift that's been given to you and you have to really um, respect it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, and also, you know, like, um, obviously my master's very traditional. So it's a lot is about respect, respecting parents, respecting your master, um, respecting your work. Like, you know, the, the work you're doing is, is so important. You know, he says that, like a doctor will give a pill to one person and um, if that pill is the wrong pill, it will harm that person. But when we do feng shui, we're actually um, impacting all the occupants of that house. So the children, the parents, or, you know, whoever's living there, we're impacting them all. So we have to be 100% um, concentrating on what we're doing. Yeah, And we can't do that unless our... Um, all our senses are very sharp. Mm. So we have to observe. We can't really be missing anything. We have to do such a good job, you know? Um, And then obviously all the study that we've done is on one side because like you have to be trained to such a high level to do this. You know, this, the, the, the job that I do, you have to be constant. Like I've had to study all in Chinese. Wow. So that is, a mountain to climb on it by itself is to learn all the Chinese characters that so my lopan that I use my compass every single character on there is actually in Chinese and every single degrees on that compass tells a completely different story so when I go to do my measurements and the measurements are done at different points of the house at quite a few different points you do the measurements it will give you a whole picture of the property and of the people living in there because every single person's date of birth is in there as well. Unbelievable. So, yeah, it's got so much information on there, you know? So, I wanted to ask you, what exactly is the Lopan? Because that's fairly new to me. And the tracing compass, is that the same thing? How do you, what's on there? How do you work with it? And I know it's very um, detailed and there's a lot to it, but just for our listeners who are curious, what that, is it the Lopan, the disc? The Lopan is the compass. Is the so compass. the Lopan actually is a compass. But whereas when you, when you think of feng shui and maybe you read books of feng shui, you'll just see like the nine boxes. Yeah, right. the nine boxes. So that that is like the the different directions basically that's that's what it is in those on those nine boxes you've got the different directions but the compass literally 360 degrees there every single degrees tells you a story so every single degrees is 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 a part of a certain direction and that little one degrees tells you a whole story of that direction and what's happening in precisely that that point that degrees what's happening and that's why you know when I look at like the the, the nine boxes you know the, the different aspirations and things like that and people ask me about that it's really feng shui is so much more right so like when I do um when I do it with my compass I'm getting a million times more information than what you would get, you know, like just using the, the the actual just orientations, just the basic, like the South, the North, the Southeast, the Southwest, um, because literally every degrees will tell a different story. Wow, yeah. You know? That's very helpful because, you know, I have a bunch of feng shui books on, on my shelf there. Um, and the question people often will well, when I talk to my friends about feng shui, they'll say, oh, well, you want to put something in your south corner and that will take care of it. And it's very generalized. And, and so 
the question is, does that even make a difference? I mean, maybe it does a little bit. I think bit, it, it does, yeah, a little bit. That's right. So you've just, um, it will make a difference because there is some basic things that people can do which will make a difference because this is it. You know, like um, sometimes a, a little knowledge is not a great thing. You know, it can get you into a bit of, it can get you into big trouble sometimes. Right. But um, there is some really basic things that people can do that will 100% change the energy, you know? And I'll, those things that would be critical areas that we could just address right now to move the energy. Yeah, so just some really, really basic stuff. So like, you know, sometimes like when, when people say that, um, you know, I want to enhance my relationship or, you know, like um, I want to enhance my money, I want to enhance my, um, my, my health, for example, you know? What you can do, like, for example, for money, just something so simple, just look at your front door. The front door needs to be in really good condition. Mm. So when the front door, because the front door relate, the front door is the mouth, the mouth of the property. And that's where money and opportunities enter from. So, for example, if your front door is not opening properly, it's sticking you know, or it's in really bad condition. It's sort of like, you know, like the, the, the hinges aren't proper, they're rusty, you know, and it's just not opening properly, the paint is wearing, then opportunities and money can't come to you properly. Mm. So always, that's the first point, take care of your, take care of your front door. Does the color matter? Like my, my door is blue that I love, but some people say paint a red door. Okay, you don't have to always paint your door red. Okay. So, again, when picking colors for doors, um, we have to look at the calculations of the property. Okay. So you've got once you've done the readings of the property, that's when you pick the color. But it's not always necessary to have a red door. I think that's more sort of um, is is a bit like a, a myth or something like that that a, a red door is lucky. You know, a, a red door is good for example um in certain you know you know to to help you with them um, like so say for example the northeast so if your front door is happens to be in the northeast then that means it's very open to um spiritual energy but that's not always the higher level of spiritual energy it can be the lower spiritual energy so sometimes for protection you would paint your front door red you know, if it's if it's grabbing that kind of lower level spiritual energy, then you'd paint it red to protect. So sometimes um, and then there's a crossover between Chinese culture and feng shui as well. So in Chinese culture, red is considered a lucky auspicious color. Mm -hmm. And again, so sometimes what happens is people think because of that, because obviously that's where feng shui comes from. It's 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 um, origins are in China that painting your front door is going to be lucky but it's not always the case because every single color is linked with an element so it um, has the qualities of a certain element and red has the qualities of fire so if you happen to need fire energy there then that's great but if you happen to need metal energy there then the fire will be burning away that metal energy you know, so um, so it really depends what you need, um, what energy you need at that front door. So yeah, it's interesting. Colors do matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, back to what I was sharing about the reading you did for me and how I'm a triple water and I need water. Since I did the remodel in our home, I painted the door in instinctively blue, and mm -hmm. maybe I'm just trying to call the water to me. <laughs> Maybe. I never thought about that. Yeah. What else? Okay, so to the front door, what about um, our sleeping? Some people will say you can't sleep in a certain direction or it's um, going to uh, create a bad health if you sleep in another direction. What about your bedroom? So what it is, when you're looking for um, directions to sleep in, that, again, depends on your very precise date of birth, actually, mm. because you have to look at the person's date of birth and see what energy they need. So if they needed water energy, so if water is their supportive element, then we'd, we'd put their head in the north, for example. So it really depends on the person. But what I would say is 
you have to there's this compass and there's form so when i'm talking about form i'm talking about um, in in this on this occasion i'm talking about the layout of the bedroom so the first thing is the bed needs a solid wall behind it so you always need like a solid wall behind you because that offers you support so you need a solid wall you need a headboard and you want to be in a position where you're not directly opposite the door of the bedroom i mean i know there's obviously sometimes people have very small bedrooms like a like in 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 england we call it like a box room mm-hmm. you don't have much of a choice but if you've got a choice you need to move your bed so it's not got the door right in you know right in front of you because when that happens that means the cheese rushing too fast the energy's rushing too fast to you also the reason you need a solid wall is support that's why you wouldn't want a window right behind your head when you're sleeping so you need the support of a solid wall you don't want to have any mirrors right opposite you when you're sleeping because again mirrors create activity so what they do is they make the energy active and you don't want that when you're sleeping you want the energy to be yin you want it to be calm mm. the other thing is colors in the bedroom so you don't want really bright um sort of like you know bright red or bright you know like any bright colors you want them to be more neutral more like or pastels are good as well pastels are nice and calming as well or you just want like um quite muted tones in the bedroom calming tones mm-hmm. maybe earthy tones or um you know just like a a creamy color just something that's more grounding that's what you need because like i've done consultations where i've gone to people's houses and they're telling me they've got problems sleeping mm-hmm. and sometimes they've got either like really active wallpaper so you know like like really sort of like clashing shapes and stuff like that you know like really um, strong patterns and what they can do again they can create um activity and they can create stress for the person so you know like when you've got loads of like busy patterns on the wall mm-hmm. that's not great either so it's like keeping your colors calm there keeping them really restful so that the the bedroom needs to be a really restful space so um so you need a nice like ideally you'd want a nice solid sort of wooden bed mm-hmm. with a nice headboard um bedside tables either side of, i think you call them nightstands there so nightstands on either side to you know to create some balance there and um you know just 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 keep it um as tech free as possible in the bedroom so you don't want too much like electrical things like you don't want a tv in there really you don't want like you know sometimes people have like computers in their bedrooms and like they're working till late in the night and then they just go to sleep that's like that's sort of mixing the energy of the space right so you want to just keep it as restful as peaceful as possible the bedroom and um you know it's it's just about creating calm in there making it like a a sacred space for you to recharge your energy not not like i mean we end up recharging our phones the more than we recharge oh, ourselves oh, so true so it's just about creating calm creating um that kind of peacefulness in the bedroom okay. so that's that's Wonderful. really quite important so i was working with uh someone who does scalar technology and what came across with me um when he was working with me he he found that my home has uh it scored high or rate it the the setting went high on geopathic stress okay so i don't know if there's some type, sort of piping that's going on in the ground or it's the ley lines what do you do with someone who has geopathic stress can you fix it with feng shui a little bit so when you do have that's basically um sometimes you've got like the ley lines and you've got the um underground water underneath Yeah. so that's sort of running underneath there's like um some people like to put like rubber underneath the bed to try and um break that um break that connection okay. with um, what's going on under um some people do the um you know they they have these actual gadgets for geopathic stress that they use but i don't because the way that we work with our compass we kind of do different things that would probably overlap onto that 
But when we put the person in the most supportive position, we're doing it using the compass. Mm -hmm. So we do it using the compass. So if the compass is moving slightly, then we know already that underneath the earth isn't stable there. So we'd kind of move it and move the bed slightly so it misses that ley line or it misses that um, the, the underground water, you know? Okay. So I, yeah, I don't really work with geopathic stress as a discipline myself. Okay. Well, let's just kind of go back to feng shui and the basics of feng shui. So I'm curious because feng shui means wind and water, right? Yeah. Maybe just talk about the symbolic nature of how wind and water and the five elements play into this work and how it can affect us when they're out of balance. So really simple way of explaining that is all all beings need air and water to survive. They're the fundamentals of life, you know. So feng shui is a fundamental of life. Because that, what feng shui actually is, it's about energy, energy of your space. About um, It's about studying the flow and movement of energy within a space and purposefully guiding it to offer the greatest benefit to the occupants of that space. And the way I see feng shui, I see feng shui as um, alchemy, about transformation, about transforming the energy of a space. Because any space we spend time in, we absorb its energy. So people are very, um, they're very aware of when people actually drain their energy or, you know, like um, enhance their energy. So, you know, sometimes when we're sitting with people, you know, we'll feel like, well, I feel better after seeing this person, after spending time with them. Sometimes you'll feel like, gosh, I feel really drained after being with this person. So we're very aware of people and how they affect our energy. But a lot of times people aren't aware of the way a space can do that. So sitting in certain spaces, living in certain spaces, that can either enhance our energy or it can drain our energy. Mm-hmm. And now that is to do with the compass and the form of the space. So it's about the invisible and the visible. And the five elements are actually what's happening in the invisible. So every space that we're in has a combination of these elements. And it's about the interaction of these elements is what is creating that energy in that space. And the visible that I was talking about is what is physically in that room and how that is impacting you. I mean, even things like artwork, how is certain artworks impacting you is it making you feel happy is it making you feel like a little bit low you know what is the actual imagery on there is it imagery of a sinking ship I mean you won't believe how many places I've been to where I've seen like this I think that I think it must be quite a famous um, piece of art but it's like a stormy it's a stormy sea uh-huh. and like a, a, a ship sort of going down in that storm, <laughs> like in all different parts of the house I've seen in different houses. Wow. I need to find out what it's called, but I think it's quite a famous one. But, you know, things like that, that's that's not very good imagery. That's like <laughs> things sort of, you know, you losing your grip and things um, sinking. And, you know, so you need to be really aware of the things you put in your house, how they the, the how they make you feel. Do they make you feel happy? Do they make you feel like um, you're not connected to them? You know, you you need to really understand that as well. So when you're buying things, you need to really try and work out your connection with what you're actually buying. And then it's just like simple things like you don't really want sharp angles um, because what sharp angles do, we call them poison arrows. So it's like pointing a knife at you. So, you know, often like furniture, you get really quite, sharp lines that's not good that's why we always like it curving because then the energy can flow so much more smoother so you always want um more softer rounder edges you want rounder edges you don't want the sharp pointed edges because they're sending whoever's sitting in its path it's sending the poison arrow to (laughs) 
As you're talking, I just have to, nobody can see this, but I'm sitting in the corner of my kitchen farm table with the pointy corner shooting right at my gut. So I'm just kind of going to move over a little bit (laughs) and maybe get my carpenter to come by and just just round it off. Yeah, just round it off. Okay. Or you could even put a cloth on the table because that will soften it. You know, that will soften the edges. So you could just put like a tablecloth or something to just soften the corners, really. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny because uh, I look at my, my... the sort of uh, living room and the kitchen, they're kind of like a big open space here. And I just intuitively look at some of the furniture and I said, God, I need more rounded things in here. It feels too edgy, you know, too many. And it doesn't feel right. Is there, has there ever been a home that you've walked into and you're just like, I I really can't fix this. You, you got to tear it down and start over. Is that possible? Or can you go into any home and take it from like an F to an A? I think that, I think like I must have done probably over a thousand consultations now. I think there's only been a couple of times, maybe two to three times yeah. that I've actually said to the person that you would be so much better off moving you know, most of the time we can do things to make it much better, you know, or to improve it anyway. But really, no house is perfect, you know, and this is the magic of feng shui. It's about, because, you know, sometimes you could be, you could be living in a house and things can be great for you, but then somebody else moves in and things are really not good for them. Because it's to do with the energy of the person and how that is aligning with the property. So your energy might align amazingly with the property. Right. So, for example, say you're say say you needed water as your um, the element that you really need, and this house had that water energy, strong water energy, then this house would be really good for you. But say the next person came and they needed fire energy. You know, they needed fire energy to support them. And then they move into a house where the water energy is really strong. Then that water will be putting out their fire. Uh-huh. So, so my job is to come into a house and see what the energy of the house is, what the energy of the person is, and making that house really work for the person. So if they, if that house had too much water energy and the person needed fire, then we'd find the middleman, which is wood. And we'd add some wood energy, you know, to certain parts of it that would then. So so just like us, just like us, we have pulse points on us. You know, if you've ever done acupuncture, we've got meridians, we've got pulse points. And when you put um, when when you activate those pulse pulse points, then the energy flows, the energy flows smoothly. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with the property. So the property will have pulse points. Okay. It'll have its own pulse points. The person will have the pulse points. Again, based on their date of birth, there'll be separate pulse points within the property. And it's about activating all of those to actually make the energy really flow smoothly in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's th- that's what it's about. You, you know, sorry. And the other thing is like, you know how when... Um, in your body, if the cheese not flowing smoothly, if it's blocked, if it's stagnant, if um, it's congested, then you suffer disease, don't you? Because the cheese is just not able to flow, flow in your body. And it's exactly the same thing in a property. If the cheese can't flow in the property, the energy can't flow in the property, then the energy, uh, then the property has problems. And if the property's got problems, then it can't help you. So it's about balancing the energy in the property so you can make the chi flow smoothly, Mm. you know. And I'm going to give you something really basic. Um, For example, you know, when you if you opened your front door and the first thing you see is your back door and it's all glass and you're you're just seeing straight out. So what's then happening is the chi is coming in from your front door, but it's going straight out your back door. So it's not able to flow through the house because it's coming in and it's just rushing straight out, you know, then, then the chi can't, um, it can't support the occupants. So it's about 
doing things in the house to correct certain um, layout issues, you know, such as that, you know. So that 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 is how you get the chi moving, you know. So you correct something like that, and then the chi can flow a little bit more smoother in the house, you know. Right. I'm thinking just my front door. It, when it opens, it opens to this big portrait of my son. Is that a good thing? Because it it faces a. When I open the door, it opens to a hallway. Okay. A hallway. Yeah wall and the on the wall is a portrait of my son so okay but is is the hallway wall really close to the front door no is it it's about it's quite 15 feet 20 feet okay that's okay i okay. mean that's all right yeah that that's okay no i'm talking like literally you're just you open the door and it's just the energy is going straight out if there's a wall there then it's catching the energy okay okay then the energy can flow to the other parts off the property but if it's just going straight out like or, or if it's going straight to the toilet for example mm-hmm. say you opened your front door and right in front opposite it even like 10 feet away or something like that you've got the toilet door right opposite then yeah. the then it's like the money's coming in and going straight into the toilet yeah so the energy's coming and going straight into the toilet I would move <laughs> <laughs> then it can't it can't really nourish you <laughs> yeah yeah it's like um you know there's you know sometimes there's things like that and that that can cause the energy to just sort of um go straight down the toilet you know mm-hmm. can you do this work I know it's very very complex and there's a lot lot involved here as you've talked about but can you do this work at a distance and and um, if you've never, if you can't be there in person to just go and spend your day there measuring everything, can you work with people? Like, we'll just take myself, for example. I live in Los Angeles. You live in London. Mm-hmm. And can you get the measurements of the home and, and, uh, and tell me what to do? Or is this something really that you have to be here in person? Obviously, to do a really good job, I'd have to physically be there. But I have, on occasion, done them, like, done some consultations online. But I always explain to the clients that it will never be, like, um, an on-site consultation because I can't do my readings. I can't do all my own observations myself. So I literally have to ask the client for a lot of photographs, the floor plans and then get the client to do certain readings at certain points of the house Mm -hmm. with just like, you know, you can use the compass on your phone because there's loads of these compass apps you can get for free. So using that, giving me exact readings of certain points and then me making a picture using that. But of course I'll be 100% honest. It's just not the same thing, you know, but it would make an improvement. It would make a difference because it's like looking at the layout and then looking at the layout, I can say to you, well, okay, your bed, looking at it from that perspective, looking at it just from a form perspective is really not in the right place because, you know, you've got the window behind you or you've got this or you've got that or whatever is there. You know, so there's certain things you can do like um, online that, you know, you you, you can do it, but it really... I don't really like doing um, them online at all these consultations. I like to do them in person mm-hmm. because you can't compare it. The amount of information I get when I go there and do the consultation compared to what I would get online, it's just not the same thing. So right. it's, it's, it's been on very rare, very rare occasions. I think, I think I've probably done maybe two or three online. I don't really, I don't make a habit of doing them at all. Whereas I've done thousands in person, mm-hmm. you know, it's just where, it was a situation where, you know, the the person was, you know, just really, really wanted me to do it. And, you know, I couldn't physically get there and whatever. But you just have to be very honest with the people and say, look, it's, it, because it's not the same thing. It really isn't, mm-hmm. you know. Doing it yourself physically there is very different from doing it online. Well, for everyone listening that doesn't have the benefit of having their home um, feng shuied by you in person. Is there anything that you could leave them with? Uh, you've given us a lot of great tidbits with the front door, with the bedroom, um, 
how the door opens, where the door opens, things like that. Is there anything else you could leave our listeners that will just um, empower them to yeah. help their space and help areas of their life that need some amplification? Yeah, sure. So say, for example, um, you're looking to enhance your wealth. So you're looking to enhance money. So there's very general pulse points in properties that you can actually activate for that. So say in your living room, the corner that is diagonally opposite your living room door, that is a pulse point for wealth. So in that corner, you want to make sure You've got no rubbish, no clutter, no, no bin there. You want to put a nice, healthy plant. So a nice green plant, ideally one of those, like, you know, the money plants. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think Crassula ovata, one of them's called. There's, there's, there's a few different ones. But if you just look up money plant, and I think they're also called jade plants. You can put one of those or just a nice, healthy um, green plant in that corner or a lamp in that corner then you're activating that money energy. The other thing is in your living room, you just have to make sure that everything is in proportion. So for example, if you've got a small living room, you don't want really big bulky furniture. You know, you just, you, you just have to be sensible with things like that. So it's like, if the room is really big, then you can have bigger furniture, you know, you, because you need, to, you need to make the room a bit more cozy. But if it's already a small room, you want to have, um, you know, you just don't want to overclutter it. You just want to have the right amount. You don't want to have anything blocking the door. You want to have, like in a small room, you'd want to have lighter colored walls to make the space a bit bigger in a, big room you can go for a more sort of um you know you can have more choice with colors really but it's just about optimizing the energy in that space about really um you know like when you walk into the room you have to be able to feel really comfortable you know and not be um like hitting yourself against things walk into it really like literally if you had your eyes closed you should be able to walk into it without banging into things mm-hmm. you know it should be like that's how the energy flows you know, so you should be able to flow with it when you come into a room. So it's just about making yourself really comfortable in your space. And also like in the bedroom, the corner diagonally opposite the bedroom door, that's a pulse point for health. So having an orchid plant there, that will activate that energy. So again, in that corner, you don't want any rubbish. You don't want any clutter. You want it to be um, just nice and clear. Now you have your have your nightstand there and the nightstand you can put a nice orchid plant there that again is activating um, the pulse point for health as well also orchids are um, one of the only plants that produce oxygen at night so they're they're really good to have in the bedroom as well okay so wow. yeah so so that's some really simple things you can do also in your kitchen if um you can have like three herbs. So three pots of any herbs that you use in the east of the kitchen. That again is another sort of, um, again, helping with health as well. Like potted herbs. Potted herbs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, So, so, so three sort of herb plants, but like three different pots of them. Okay. Of herbs there. Yeah, so that again is like a, another sort of pulse point for health there. Um, let's see what else. Um, for relationship. So this is the other thing. You know, people always want to know about, you know, how can you enhance your relationship? Again, in the bedroom, you need to look at where your northwest and southwest is. So if you're a, if you're if you're a female the northwest to you represents your partner your uh, it would represent the male okay if you're if you're a male the southwest is your um, is your relationship is your partner so those two directions need to be nice and clear and you can put um some purple flowers in those um in in those directions in the bedroom so that again is like um, enhancing um that sort of relationship energy as well. Um, But really for relationship, you need to 
you need to look at the actual property. You need to look at the balance of the property because um, if you're lucky enough to have a front garden, if you, on the right side, if you plant some really beautiful flowers and then on the left side, some taller plants, that again is um, creating some good sort of relationship energy as well. Okay. So if you're lucky enough to have a front garden, that, that's what you should do. Plant some beautiful flowers on the right side and some taller plants on the left side. So that is looking at your, the, the right and left is taken, you standing outside your um, house, looking out at the road, that's mm. the, then your right side. So you have to pretend you're the house looking out. So your face is the front of the house. So okay. then you're right and that is taken like that. But um, yeah, so they, I mean, they're just like um, sim- simple things you can do to a- activate certain things. The, these are great. I mean, this that's a lot. Just to do, make those adjustments, I think could be huge for people. So yeah. um, Priya, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You have informed me greatly and it's just such a pleasure to meet you. And my my wish is that I can get you to do my home in person. <laughs> so, yeah, when um, I come to LA. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, um, all the information on where we can find you is in the show notes. And um, boy, thank you again. And I can't wait to meet you in person. Oh, same here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Spiritual Geek Out podcast. If you like what you're hearing here, check out more by subscribing on your favorite platform or go to spiritualgeekout.com.